0: Hardee's Signature Frisco Burger and Frisco Breakfast Sandwich are the kind of goodness people drive across town for. Classic favorites on a toasted sourdough bun, only
1: at Hardee's. Goodness in the making. Participation may vary.
0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the NASCAR DFS Playbook podcast this week for the Cookout Southern 500. I am joined by Ed Rouse this week. Dan
1: Malin is on a mini vacation. So, what's up, Rouse? How's it going? Another Malin vacation means another Ed Rouse. But I'm doing 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 good, man. We got college football kicking off this weekend. The NFL is here. NASCAR is in the playoffs. So I'm a I'm an aesthetic little boy, even though... Yeah, I'm, I've already...
0: The, this right morning, there. we're recording this Saturday afternoon after practice and qualifying. This morning, I watched a bonkers qualifying effort in, for, in Formula One for Monza uh, that saw Ferrari absolutely bring it to Red Bull. And then I watched two EPL races. Races, matches. See them all over the place <laughs> with sports, man. I can't even keep the term straight. Two EPL matches, and then I watched practice and qualifying at Darlington, which is where we find ourselves this weekend. Boy, this is going to be a tough test to start the playoffs. At um, practice, guys that were running 20 laps saw second and a half tire fall off between their 20th lap and their first lap. So, Tire management, like always, is going to be the name of the game here at Darlington. So that that's good to see, to be honest, after a stretch of races here where tires haven't really mattered, right? They didn't matter at Daytona. Mm-mm. They didn't matter on the road courses. Mm-mm. Didn't really matter at Michigan.
1: Mm-mm.
0: Didn't really matter at New Hampshire before that. So, like, it's good to see that tires matter this week.
1: Yeah, no, totally. It's going to be a very interesting race with a very interesting strategy, saving tires. Um, uh, There's going to be some tires being blown during Uh the race. And it's just, uh, I I expect some cautions and a lot of interesting, like again, strategy, 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 strategy. You got to look and say who has the best strategic spotters and and like strategic crew here in this race to kind of pick out some, some of the best racers.
0: Yeah, so there's there's a lot of little tidbits here to go off of with what you just talked about. A, cautions. In the last 12 races at Darlington, there have been an average of eight and a half cautions a race. Dang. <laughs> okay? Now, some of those are a little boosted because of stage racing, but if you figure there's only two cautions for the stages, that means there's an average of at least six and a half natural yellows a race, which is a lot, to be honest. Um, it comes from tires, tires, We're going to see guys getting into the wall. Hell, Kyle Larson already got into the wall twice in practice. He came in from his first run of five laps, and the paint was missing from the right side (laughs) real well already. Um, We saw Darlington stripes in the Xfinity practice, which the race is now going on as we're recording this. So that's certainly part of it. Um, We're going to see cars get loose as the track changes. Um, It's going to be tight fighting for – for track positions. And in terms of crews, there was a change in the JGR camp this week. Ty Gibbs lost his crew cheat, uh, pit crew to Christopher bell. Cause Ty Gibbs has had the best pit crew all season, but didn't make the playoffs. So they switched it to Christopher bell, who is in the playoffs. That's going to be a big boost for C. Bell. cuz we know he could have won a couple other races had the had his crew
1: mm-hmm.
0: not screwed some stuff up uh late in the races. So that's a big switch. I don't think it's going to affect Ty Gibbs all that much
1: to be honest cuz it could affect Bell though. Right? You, you get like one of the best pit crews in the entire season. You shave a few seconds. I mean, that could be something. You better. would hope
0: that it would that it would help See Bell if they swap out pit crews and he's still making the same mistakes, then it's not the pit crew, it's him. <laughs> um, so <Aaron>. you know, <laughs> that's that's something certainly
1: to watch because track position is going to be well. Won't Bell have the number one pit too? Because he was the top qualifier, so he'll be in the one pit box with Ty Gibbs crew. That makes that's that's a huge advantage because the number one pit box here is
0: huge. You can drive straight out of it and you're almost never going to get caught for speeding unless you absolutely light up the tires. Um, if Kyle Busch were there, he'd find a way to get caught for speeding, but it's 100%. not. <laughs> so um, so that's going to be a huge role for sure. The cautions, and now we're talking about pit crew, so Christopher Bell should be in a good spot at a track with a lot of cautions. Pit crew should make a difference here. But The key thing we're looking at this week for strategy is who had long run speed. Mm -hmm. Because long runs here indicate you can manage your tires. Guys that can manage their tires often do very well at Darlington. So in that regard, if we look back at practice, and it's not exactly a cut and dry situation because, again, they did the stupid group practices and group (laughs) B faster than Group A for qualifying times and and whatnot. But if you look at 10-lap average, it's the same guy that led it as led 5-lap and 15-lap, and that's Austin Centric.
1: Hmm.
0: Coming out of nowhere here. Ford, Penske, too. It is a Ford, and it is a Penske. So that's something to pay attention to his teammate. Your guy, Ryan Blaney. was sir. Second. Um, to Austin Cedric in 10-lap average, and he was again. third in 15-lap average. So these are things we want to look at. You also want to look at 20-lap average, and I might even sneak in there a 25-lap average in the playbook because despite all the cautions, there are a lot of laps here.
1: Cindric but- is going off 14th, and he's 6,100 R's on draft games. He's going to be popular. Yes. <laughs> Not as popular as Martin Truex Jr., though. You think Truex will be the... Oh well, yeah, because he's... Yeah, but his price... He's starting, like, 30th. <laughs> 31st, yeah. His price, yeah. though, he's the second highest behind Hamley, who's starting second. Okay. Uh, but... I don't know if I can do 10-8. Uh, That's a lot.
0: I mean, it is, but he really only has to get back to, like, 15th to hit value. That's true, which I think he will. I think he will, Even too. Even at 10-8. Yeah. Uh, if we see. look at if we look at lap averages, which by the way he ran 15 consecutive laps, overall lap average he's eighth fastest. <laughs> if you look at 15 laps, the man is top 5 in lap
1: average. True X that is. I'm just so I've seen what kind of lineup I can get him in if if I do a True X Cindric stack for like a a GPP, Cindric. Now, you're still even with that, you're what? Your average driver is 82. So you still got to kind of middle it out, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't like that 8 2. Like you got Bubba, Eric Jones, which I like. It's I actually name. think Bubba's sneaky this week. You could, okay, I'll, you know, play. Him. So now we're at 84. I could get Blaney for 86. And well, you then... knew you were going to fit Blaney in there. That's not that, <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> not a shocker. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. I don't know. And then it's kind of like no man's land here. To kind so of fill wh- out your last spot, so. Uh, so true. Active of who? True. True. X. Bubba. Cindric, Eric Blaney. Jones. Because I like Eric Jones this week. Um. Blaney. And Bubba. And that, and that was with eighty-three, but it's right a cut where you could kind of you're going to leave some money on the board, which is fine. Which is fine. It's always advised to leave money on the board. But here's, you got. Swarov, which are in a weird. Bowman. Yeah. McDowell. Gibbs. Stenhouse, no, Dylan. I don't Camarola. know.
0: When, there, there are some interesting plays in that in that range, which is there a is. good segue to. You should read the playbook because there's some guys in that range that may or may not find their way into the playbook this week. Um, but it's certainly an interesting slate to build because I think there's, I think there's a bona fide cash build out there based on PD. I think there are some very chalk yes. cash plays. True X oh, is yes. one. Uh I think Larson is another one. Um, although for me he's not really a chalk cash play, and we'll talk I'll have Larson? that in the playbook too. I yeah, know. Um I think a lot of people are gonna play Chastain. Yeah, yeah. 27.
1: Even though I'm not a hundred
0: percent sold on him.
1: Ah, um, uh, who's who's starting fifth? Because the the don't you have that little tidbit about whoever starts fifth? I do. I am very torn about this because the guy who's starting fifth has a very good
0: history here.
1: Oh, it's Keselowski. Oh, it's Keselowski.
0: <laughs> he has a very good history here. He's had a very good history at similar tracks. Um, obviously, his teammate slash car he owns has won three times in the last five races. Uh, sure. Looked pretty good again in practice, but the driver who has started fifth in this race or at Darlington in the last five races, averages the 28th highest score on DraftKings and the 33rd highest score on FanDuel in that span, regardless of who it's been. Now, I will say it was the same guy twice, but (laughs) it's not been a very good run for guys starting fifth. So I will have to balance that and and try to figure out how I'm putting that into the playbook, to be perfectly honest
1: yeah, But they keep on pricing Kazowski
0: right with Busher, don't they it seems like every week. They, they do. They kind of make it choose between maybe one of the two, I mean, of, the two. Both of them. Yeah. But it seems futile almost to play both RFK guys. But showed some speed in practice and qualifying. You did. Now how concerned are you with the Chevys this week? Oh, a little. <laughs> I, they didn't have speed in practice or qualifying. <laughs> yeah. Well, um let me put it this way. Kyle Larson had speed well, and then screwed up his qualifying lap. Yeah. But, it, but it's the first time in 41 years at Darlington that there's, that there's not a Chevy starting in the top 10. So I was
1: just looking at that. I was like, is there even one in the top 10? There isn't. Nope. Uh, who the who top
0: 10 from qualifying was seven Fords, Ford's and Toyota's. three Toyotas, and the Toyotas beat all of the Fords for the first three spots in the grid.
1: Mm-hmm. Hammond, yep, yep, yep. Blinny at fourth, though, so he's a top four forward. Um, yeah, I mean, what is Chase Elliott the highest Chevy? Yes. At 13th? Wow.
0: I think so. Let me double check, but I'm pretty sure he's the highest starting.
1: Yeah, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be very concerned about the Chevys.
0: Not to mention that the guy who's leading the Chevy camp isn't in the playoffs. Oh, no, Kyle oh. Busch. Kyle Busch is starting eleventh.
1: Oh, that. there you go. Yeah, right. He's yeah. a Chevy now. I keep on forgetting. Um, and he missed it by.
0: Not, not that. I mean, he was pretty close. And so 12.
1: in the race here in May, in the top ten, there were four Chevys in the top ten. Haley Bush, Chase Elliott was third, and William Byron first. Of, first. So yeah. But I have a feeling because of this, a lot of people may be backing off the. Chevy's a little bit. So you could probably get some good value here in your GPPs for these big tournaments. I
0: think you can because, I mean, Byron started fourth and won it And yep. in, dom- in I wouldn't say dominating fashion, but he looked pretty good most of the day. Justin yeah. Haley moved up well in that race, started 22nd, finished 8th. Kyle Bush moved up a handful of spots. Um, and last aced, year, remember,
1: Eric Jones won this race. Yes, Eric Jones won this race in a Chevy.
0: Yeah, he won this race, this exact race a year ago. He was not in the playoffs. And that brings up an interesting point. So when we get to the playoffs, are you the kind of guy that focuses your DFS lineups on playoff, getting, trying to get as many playoff drivers into your lineups as possible? Or are you just going for these guys give me DFS upside, I don't care if they're in the playoffs?
1: I kind of take the playoffs out of it. At this point, when it gets to like the last race, the last couple, then you kind of, kind of have to because the other cars kind of let them go. But we're at a point now where, especially you want to be contrarian in GPPs, which is what I play, and to do that, you go against the playoff drivers because the playoff drivers are going to be the highest though drivers in every lineup build. So I kind of like to go against it. It kind of worked for me last year, like we just talked about. Eric Jones won, right? What was it like? Four straight races or three straight races where the winner, where playoff driver won the actual race. Last year in the playoffs, so Contrarian shows that it could win here. So I take playoff drivers out of it for these first four r- races in the playoffs.
0: I would agree. I would say that if you're torn between two guys, and one of them's a playoff driver and one of them isn't, it depends on again your the way you want to build. If you think that well, the playoff guy is going to have more incentive to race harder and finish higher, and the and You know, especially if it's uh, torn between two teammates, right? Like, if you're torn between Byron and Chase Elliott.
1: You take the playoff driver in that
0: case. You take the playoff driver because the team is going to put more resources behind the playoff driver. Now, I will say it's a little confusing with Chase. because You can stack them,
1: though, too, in some interesting little mini stacks with teams. Because if Byron's up there and Elliott's up there, too, Elliott's going to try to stay up there to help Byron. Right. So, so, you know, only one r- driver can win the race, but I've seen stacking teammates, especially ones who are not in the playoffs with the guy in the playoffs in these in this format. And GPP can win, too.
0: Yeah. I mean, we saw that last week at Daytona, right? We saw there was a teammate who was I don't remember who it was, but he was three laps down. Was it Denny? Um, It was Larson was down. Larson was Larson down. Was down mm-hmm. And yeah, he was three laps down. He was <laughs> so the top up, 10. Like, top 10 behind, like, yeah. Pushing pushing his teammate. Right. Yeah. So um that does now it gets a little tricky with Chase because he's in the owner's playoffs. Because the yeah. nine card made, which is valuable to the team because there's a lot of money behind yes. that. Um but yeah, I, I think it's I think it's wise at this stage to take the playoffs out of it Mm -hmm. because they're sixteen guys. It's the first playoff race. Anything can happen. Right? Like when you get down to the last three races, especially Martinsville, definitely Phoenix. It's good to try to get a couple, you know, stack some playoff guys because they especially the dudes on the bubble, because they're gonna be racing pretty hard for stuff. But this week we can kind of pay no mind to that so i guess turning a corner here um how are you approaching position differential this week because
1: there kind of a mix a little weird with that yeah kind of a mix because of the of the the issue with the tires um obviously a driver like truex a driver like Larson's william byron who's you know the fa- two of the favorites to win the championship this year um, can easily get up the field, so you kind of want to have them in play. But I'm kind of doing c- kind of a mix because a lot of these guys I like in the top five um, can also give you dominator points. I wouldn't be surprised if Hamlin was a dominator this whole like, like you know what I mean. Like you got to right. pay attention to these guys too. You can't just o- only go PD, especially when you have a lot of high price guys with PD upside. So I really like Hamlin. As because you're right, true X is going to be the guy everyone's going to put in their lineups. But what if I instead of true X go to Hamlin and just he dominates this race? I, I, I mean, just, he's a three time winner here in the last 12 races, and so... no one's talking about it. Like they're going to play true X just because they're like, oh, the PD, but I don't know. So yeah. I'm going to kind of go towards a little PD in there because you need it. But I think I'm kind of thinking, especially here, it could be a dominator race type of play here.
0: I would I would agree there are 367 laps in this race cuz remember Darlington is 1.366 miles per lap it's a, it's an odd number i know technically it's an even number but whatever um it is a it is a lot of laps in this race so you can rack up some laps led some fastest laps quite a bit now for those of you who love to get win equity in their DFS lineups you love to have the winner it's not always required to have the winner in a winning lineup. But in the last 12 races here, nobody has won starting outside the top 16. And in eight of those 12, nobody has won, like eight of the 12 winners have started P9 or closer. So if you want win equity, you're looking at dudes who are starting in the top 10. It's also not a track that favors a lot of one-off winners, right? There's not a lot of chaos that produces one-off winners here. Right. William Byron was a new winner here in the spring, but I think we can all agree that he's fast enough to not be counted as a one-off
1: guy. He's a championship but,
0: favorite at this point right yeah, now. <laughs> he's won five races this year. He's won on short tracks, intermediates, road courses, yeah, plate races. Um, Denny Hamlin has three wins here in that span. Kevin Harvick has a couple of wins. I like Truex him too. has a couple of wins. Eric Jones has a couple of wins. That might be the, the like, one off that's not a one-off,
1: right? The one hit wonder that's actually a two-hit. <laughs> then he's but not a one-hit wonder, man. He 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 moved on. He graduated. He won he won twice here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um so it's not like you're gonna go and get you know not a lot of young guys win here. This is a track that takes a veteran status basically to win. It's not like It's not like the track knows who it is, but it's just like the way you have to race this track and manage your car and manage your team throughout the race lends itself to more veteran guys. So if you're seeing, you know, oh, Christopher Bell's on the pole. Maybe he's veteran enough to pull it off. He's got the pit crew to do it. He's got the, you know, the pit stall to do it. Mm -hmm. But in terms of like, Ty Gibbs isn't going to show up and magically win this race.
1: No, I would not. I I would be, I would be so surprised if that happened. Like, I yeah, the yeah, I would wear the craziest outfit on the next podcast if that. Like, I I would go naked. Like, that's not gonna happen. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to see that, anyways. So, (laughs) so, so pray for non Gibbs winning there, everybody. But yeah, because Christopher Bell right now is the what eighth, uh, in odds to win even though he's starting on the pole. And you got Kyle Larson, Truex, Hamlin, Byron, Chastain, and Bush ahead of him. So I kind of agree with you there. I don't – Bell has a – he's in a great spot, and he's going to get some laps land. He's going to, you know. Um, but I, I don't know. I I just maybe fade him. I, I just don't see him pulling this out as a, as a winner, um, even from the, the pole spot. And just what Vegas is telling me right now, I'm a little scared of Bell now, even though he has, he has the new pit crew in the pit spot. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean, the last, so Logano won from the poll here in May of 2022. Mm-hmm. But if we remember, he kind of had to run over. <laughs> so, so a normal
1: race for um, okay But yeah,
0: he, you know, exactly. But. Outside of that, you have to go all the way back to 2014 for Kevin Harvick to have won on the poll. So the poll sitter doesn't necessarily
1: win here that often. So, well, where would he have to stay to uh, just hold value? Like, because uh, he's 9,400. So even even DraftKings doesn't like him. I'm just trying to see it because I have a feeling a lot of people are going to be off of, of him is for C Bell. Way- that is- yeah, is there any way to get some sort of contrarian value to have him in your lineups? Because so ninety
0: four hundred for five X value, he'd have to he'd have to nab what forty five point two points. Mm-hmm. So so if he finishes, let's see, he's starting on the pole, that should give him what forty two yes so finish points. 45 finish points. So he's that's if he's basically first. Yeah, if he finishes first, he makes value. And gets one lap lead, he hits value. <laughs> Jesus. But for every spot, let's say he finishes third. Well, he's going to lose four finish points plus two, plus lose two in PD. So there's, there's six points. So no you're going to need a handful of fastest laps and laps led to make up for every spot he drops. So he is a GPP only play cuz there's no way he can finish better than where he's starting and he's got yep. some fast guys behind him.
1: And he's going to be really low owned, like really
0: low owned. I would I would presume he's a little lower than we normally see. Yeah. So at that point do you have leverage on the play cuz if he shows up and does better than people think and you're over the you're higher than the field on him? then it comes in handy. Correct. If you're higher than the field and he doesn't do what he, what you're hoping he does, then
1: you get bit. You know me, Uh, I'm going to put in one, one lineup with Bill in it. Now I have to to, just to see what happens. But yeah, the value is not there at all. He's going to be low owned, but if he somehow starts first, dominates this race, wins the race and and he's 8% owned or to 10% owned, huge, huge value for your gpp lineups right there. so the most interesting guy i think above
0: at the 10k range on dk and highly priced on fanduel might be kyle bush
1: yeah starts he's starting 11th so there is some some pd there right um, but the thing that concerns me is if he
0: finishes 5th he still has to get fastest laps and or laps led to get you cuz on dk you need 50 points to get 5x Correct. And in yeah, a race correct. like this, you need at least 5x. He's starting 11th, which means in finish points, that's 32, right? So if he finishes 5th, you're talking that's 40 finish points plus 6 for the PD, that's 46. You're still 4 points shy of value. So that's not a ton of. That's like 10 fastest laps, which he could do if he's moving up 6 spots. Yeah. But it's one of those things where like you need an absolute... You need his practice speed to show up where he ran about fifth or sixth best in the field. And you need everything to go right. Mm-hmm. And you need some guys to fall backwards. Mm-hmm. And you need them to get fastest laps or lap left, which is all possible. But you're talking about a ceiling outcome versus Correct. a floor, right? Yeah. Well, that's that's kind of where things get tricky with value and where we have to kind of be careful with uh, who we're, who we're playing now, is he is there a chance that he is the lowest played dude between Denny Hamlin and
1: C Bell in that price range? Yeah, probably. Yeah, no, I think well, okay, of the 10,000, everybody and their mom.com is going to be playing Byron Larson and Truex, that's going to be their right. their highest paid guy, Hamlin and Kyle are literally the two just contrarian can i get value from them to win some gpp tournaments right and then you have harvick at seven who will be kind of high owned chastain is going to be really high owned and then bell right I think bell harvick bush and hamlin going to play with with what you said nobody who started after 16th is it won this race and how long like you gotta you start to looking go at that
0: to Reagan Smith winning it in 2011. For anybody outside the top 16 to have won, because he started 23rd.
1: So I think I'm gonna have some Bell. I'm gonna have some Bush. I'm gonna have some Hamlin. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna have some Harvick in my builds. Just go a little contrarian because that's what what history tells me. What everything tells me is. I can see where the public's gonna go on their lineups and who they're gonna play. It's because everyone loves PD, right? They love. Yep. They automatically. They, they they love it, but this track doesn't love PD. <laughs> so not a lot. No, I'm, I'm playing the track here. In I'm not. Fact, playing. Let
0: me let me see. In the last five races, now granted, some of those were 400 milers and some of them are 500 milers, but in general, you're getting six and a half drivers who move up double digit spots a race it's nothing it's decent but not great out of a 36 car field you're talking about one sixth of them move up double digit spots oh double digit spots sorry i missed that i was like wow Twelve of them move up at least six spots a race okay so it's decent
1: decent yeah
0: but when you're talking about top 10 finishers less than half of the top 10 has started outside the top 12 There you go. So So you can move up, but cracking the top 10 is kind of the glass ceiling, so to speak. Um,
1: Yeah, I think I'm going to go very,
0: very contrarian this week. And in terms of laps led dominators, 1.2 drivers a race over the last five have led 100 or more laps in a race. You get basically one guy a race that leads more
1: than 100, and you'll get two or so that lead 50 or more. If you can find that guy who hits the 100, that's what you need to do.
0: Yeah, and let me see if I can – Which
1: belt, man? Belt could be – I'm I'm off it, I'm on him. By the way, it was Truex
0: on the pole who led 145 laps in the spring before he had an issue.
1: Correct. Okay.
0: Uh, It was – And Byron won that race, right? See, this is where it gets tricky because Kyle Busch led 155 laps. The – in the fall race last year, starting fifth, before finishing 30th. Um, Oh, the fifth spot. Joey Logano led 107 laps from the pole and won it when he
1: <laughs>
0: ran over people to get back to the lead.
1: Again, that's a normal race for Joey Logano. Right.
0: In <laughs> the fourth race back, and I'll make this quick, we had Hamlin and Larson both lead 140-plus laps. That's the only one where you've had two hundred. Mm-hmm. Lap, uh, and the fifth race ago, you had true lead 248 of 293 laps starting fourth. So he just annihilated people, and if you didn't have them, there's no shot you were gonna win. But
1: there you go, oh. dominator, dominator, dominator. So Find a you dominator, win, win your dominator, win your GPPs. It's that easy, yep,
0: sort of. <laughs> uh, for more details, uh, you know, read this week's playbook. It'll be out Saturday evening. Um, we'll have projections, everything else out. But other than that, enjoy the Coke, the cookout, Southern 500, and uh, good luck. Hardee's two for five dollar breakfast bake goodness into your morning. Choose a biscuit with sausage and egg, biscuit
1: and gravy, or French toast tips. Any two, just five dollars. Hardee's goodness in the making. These items only. Price and participation may vary. Tax not included.